Welcome everyone to God Talk Uncensored, where no topic is off limits. We use the Bible as a source of truth, and everything we share is from our personal experiences and the Bible. All right, let's do this. So here's the thing. What does the Russia-Ukraine thing and all that kind of stuff have to do with some of the things that are going on? Now we're looking at a broader picture here, right? So you've got these, that you've got the nation state of, of Israel, hard line in the sand. They will never allow for Iran to get a nuclear weapon because they know that that, that nuclear weapon will be used against them. They know that. Iran has stated it. Okay. So Russia, Ukraine. So in the Bible, Ezekiel chapter uh, 38 and 39 talk about this, what they call Gog and Magog war. Ukraine in particular isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily mentioned as a part of, you know, um, biblical prophecy. However, um, Magog is the place to the north, right? So when you look at when you look at all biblical prophecy, it stems out of the center of Israel, and then you look geographically from there, all of the locations that the Bible describes. So Gog is a person, right? Magog is a place. Many biblical scholars and many believe that Putin is uh, Gog. That Putin is Gog and Magog is uh, Rosh, Ru- Russia. Okay. Why would Russia, if you can imagine this, why would Russia ever want to attack Israel? Why would Russia ever come against uh, a place where there is a, a religious thing that they, for the most part, have agreements with, being, you know, um, a lot of Jews in Russia, as well as, you know, or their Orthodox um, Christian faith. Not to say what they're doing is <laughs> lining up with any of that. I'm just saying, like, they come from a place where Israel, in their belief, is, you know, a, a holy, you know, a holy location that would be more in alignment with some of their thinking. Okay, so if you if you read Ezekiel 38 and 39 it talks about that God will put the hook a hook in the jaw of of Russia of you know uh, of Gog and draw him down right draw him down and then it mentions all the locations of or countries that would align themselves and join with with him or with them. If you look at the nation states that are um, mentioned in the Bible who are joining, they are Iran, it is Syria, Iraq, uh, much of the the Middle East that is hostile already t- today to Israel. But why would Russia have any part of this? Now, let me explain why. So Israel... All right, so we know that Russia's primary economy runs on oil, natural gas, and and um, uh, you know refined gas, and I think it's forty or sixty percent. I I think it's 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 up there. So the majority of their economy is dependent on that. Well, at large, the European world is saying like. <laughs> 
we're not okay with what's going on and we feel like we're paying for uh, Russia to do all of this evil stuff by by buying all of their natural gas and their oil and so forth. Well, guess what? Guess who has 30 trillion cubic feet of natural gas? Guess who has that and is designing to sell that to Europe, to NATO? Israel. Yes. So here's the thing. What would put the hook in the jaw of Gog to bring him down to wage war against Israel. Well, right now, uh, Turkey is building a pipeline. They're in the works of building a pipeline in conjunction with Israel to channel all that natural gas. Turkey is a NATO member. Channel all that natural gas to take care of all of the energy needs of the, the European Union and the NATO countries. So... When you look at what's happening in our world right now, you could easily see why uh, Russia would eventually come against Israel because it's in their own protective self-interest as far as their economy and everything else. Now, the other countries have ideologies that just say Israel should never exist. They hate the Jewish people. They don't believe they belong there. They believe that that is, uh, you know, a location that only uh, belongs to them. Those of us who believe in the Bible, uh, Jews and Christians and Messianic Jews, those are Jews who became Christians, um, know that this was the land that God gave them thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. They have a rich history. There's the entirety of the Bible is surrounded by this idea of this particular land being what God had gave them uh, as their inheritance. So, I mean, it's just, it's so clear. Like, we're in such just crazy and interesting times, right? So, let me go. Let me see here what else we got. Um, so, here's the thing. Um, I shared this because, uh, you know, a lot of people just think like end times is stupid, right? As far as like Jesus coming in the clouds and that just sounds foofy and all this. But let me just be clear. Like there's over 2,500 prophecies in the Bible. 2,000 of those 2,500 have already been fulfilled. 557, I think it is, pertain to Jesus specifically. He fulfilled all of those. And then when we talk about the... the um, the feasts, the Jewish feasts that Jesus fulfilled. When we talk about when we talk about the Passover, uh, the feast of unleavened bread. Uh, when we talk about uh, Pentecost, we've got the, the the feast of Tabernacles. We've got the, all these things Jesus fulfilled, except for the feast of trumpets. And the Feast of Trumpets is, and if we read the book of Revelations, the Feast of Trumpets being the only one that has not yet been fulfilled in entirety through, um, you know, through the prophetic uh, call and nature of Jesus is the Feast of Trumpets. And in the book of Revelations, it says that the trumpet will blare and Jesus will return, right? So we're waiting on that last particular thing. So if, in fact, a man's years is 80 at it, 
unto strength, we would have possibly, right? If we're at 74 years from the nation state, the creation of the nation state of Israel, we would have what, six years? I don't know, guys. I mean, we, we, we know famines. Just look at what's going on with the, the wheat and the grains. Uh, watched, a, um, watched a broadcast yesterday, regular news, right, where there was stacks of uh, silos with grain that were there one day, and the next day they were exploded and bombed. And so the, the, the world is being held hostage right now from, from food. And here in America, you know, um, we may not feel the pinch quite as bad. I think price-wise we will. But there are countries that depend on these, these grains and, and this food to stay alive, right? To, and, and, and there are those who believe that millions of people as a result of the Russia-Ukraine war, millions of people will die. And these millions of people will die literally from starvation. There are poor countries that, that if it wasn't for, you know, uh, that food getting to them, they would die. And it looks like at this point, um, that's very possible. So we're just in a really, you know, interesting and, and, and I don't want to say perilous because we, we have Jesus. I have Jesus. Like, I'm excited. If you feel fearful for any reason whatsoever... Uh, because you're just not certain about everything. Nobody's certain, right? But what we do have the certainty of is that God has our back. That we, he says in, the, in, in um, Matthew chapter 24, that uh, he would cut these days short for the elect. For those who trust in him, we're not going to go through the, the worst part of this. That he would cut these days short. So if you think about what else is happening in the world with, with uh, uh, inflation and monetary systems and everything, look, fiat currency, which is just paper, we, we print a whole bunch of paper. We say it has value. It used to be backed by uh, gold under the gold standard in the early, um, and then that got debunked, which was <laughs> whatever. But, um, you know, we're in for a, a, a monetary system shift. Many would call it the great reset, right? Well, we know the book of Revelations talks about uh, the, that unless you receive this, uh, this new system, you won't be able to buy or sell or do anything. And so when you look at like cryptocurrencies, right? And, and you look at, um, you know, the, the DeFi, decentralized finance, this network that was set up, I believe, is going to be uh, hijacked because the blockchain technology is the smartest, you know, most sensible technology we have. It isn't governed necessarily at this point by any particular, um, you know, uh, institution or, or um, you know, hub. It is uh, international. It is quick and sensible. But I believe that the government's going to hijack it and use that uh, as a way to, to, you know, restrict our buying and selling and all the other things that, that you know, go along with that. And, uh, you know, our digital wallets could be shut off. Actually, we saw some of this stuff with 
cryptocurrency transactions and bans and stuff like that. So we just got a lot of just really, really, um, you know, crazy things that are happening right in front of our eyes. Uh, right in front of our eyes. And a lot of this for me started from the pandemic. I was like, man, you know, is this, could this be, you know, is this part of a, a, a thing that, you know, like the Bible talks about? And I would say, yes, I would say that there is more to come. I would say that, um, either COVID will, will morph into something, uh, different or far more perilous, um, or they'll become, they'll, they'll be new, uh, and, and, you know, new pandemic related, you know, diseases. Um, I, I just, I know that, uh, people are afraid and that in our hearts, we feel this thing, you know, coming. Jesus said a parable. He Told us, he told us a parable about the, the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were unwise. And the five that were wise, they were prepared. They brought extra oil because they knew that, that the bridegroom was going to come and they needed to be ready when that happened. And I believe that that parable is about the church. I believe that, um, that possibly half of the church doesn't even really believe they've actually done some Pew research polls about this. They don't really believe in an actual, um, you know, return of Jesus. They believe it's just figurative or, or some spiritual thing, but they don't actually believe that that is a possibility. And so the five wise prepared and the five foolish ones sort of, you know, they slumbered and they didn't pay attention But what I'm calling you guys to, what I'm calling myself to, is to wake up, to pay attention, to see what's coming. Jesus made it abundantly clear. He didn't didn't hide the idea that this was, you know, a a fact in reality. Um, One of the fundamentals, probably the biggest fundamental of, of, you know, Christian doctrine and theology is the return of Jesus. If you don't believe in it, you might need to like see where you're really at because this is in the Bible. This is what Jesus talked about. This is what every single one of the 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 writers of the New Testament talked about. This is a reality. This is something that's going to happen. Are we in those times? I would say we are. I would say the timeline is is ticking and we are on the cusp. Now, here's the thing. If you are listening to me and, um, you're a a Christian and you're like, man, uh, I I need to, (laughs) I need to shift this up. I need to take this as reality. I need to make sure that I'm prepared. Look, we're in for some perilous times here, guys. We just are all it would take for our world right now with supply chain problems and everything that's going on, an earthquake in California, shut down all the ports, mess up all the, the, uh, the railways and the, and the main highways. Real, you know, something s- simple like that. Which wouldn't be simple. It would be horrible, right? It would be absolutely horrible. But that's how, that, that's, that's how fragile the whole thing is. It, it could be um, something like, uh, you know, a, a trade debacle between the U.S. and China. How about the U.S.'s... Um, money 
as the world's reserve currency being debunked. There are a lot of people who feel like the, uh, the, the sanctions that were imposed on Russia puts the world on notice in a way that says, whoa, so we could actually just be shut off out of the system if we don't comply? Now, I, I agree with the sanctions, right? I'm not, so I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that there's a large portion of the world right now that's saying, we're not sure we like that. We're not sure we like the amount of clout or weight that the U.S. and its allies have in just shutting us down. So maybe we need to come up with a different world reserve currency and system that doesn't include the United States with all that clout and weight. And if that happened to us in the United States, they, I've heard it said that our, our money could be worth 30% less overnight if the world's reserve currency was no longer the U.S. dollar. Could just happen. So, you know, we're, this isn't about being in fear. This is about being ready, being prepared. What if there was an EMP? I mean, eh, right? So I don't want to go down conspiracy holes because I don't think it's, it's necessary other than to say, like, wake up. Like, it's happening in front of our eyes. Like, the things that are written in the Bible are literally taking place right in front of our eyes right now during this particular time. It's happening now. Now. If you're a Christian and you're like, man, I I need to shift things up, feel free. Hit me up. Uh, you can go to Zach, Z-A-C-H, at GodTalkUncensored.com. Shoot me an email. I'd love to connect and chat with you. Really would. And it, Or you can do uh, info at GodTalkUncensored.com. If you are listening to this and you have not, you're not a believer or you weren't a believer, and now you're like, dude, everything you're saying, like, I, I, I see it. It's, it's clear. It's happening right in front of my eyes. Like, if that's you, you, you just need Jesus, honestly. You, you need to give your life to Jesus. Everything that we count on in, in this world, the way that it sits, uh, it, there, there, is no, there is nothing solid. There is no uh, um, place to rest other than in God and other than in his son, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you, pray. I, you can do this with me right now. Lord, in Jesus' name, I believe in you. I want to be uh, on board with what you're doing. I ask you to forgive me of my sins for the way that uh, I've gone astray and believe that I could do this, you know, uh, on my own. And um, I accept you, Jesus, into my heart and give me your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I could go on and on. I have more to say about the mark of the beast and about Babylon and all of this other stuff. And I don't want to get lost in the weeds other than to say, uh, God loves you. You were born for a time just like this. You were. You were born specifically to be alive during this exact time because God knew that there was a place for you that included you in this time. God bless you. I love you. Till next time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to God Talk Uncensored. We appreciate your support. And until next time, God bless you.